You are listening to Section 14, Fables 261 through 280 of 300 Aesop's Fables, translated by George Filer Townsend. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Recording by Michael Armenta 261. The Bitch and Her Whelps A bitch, ready to whelp, earnestly begged a shepherd for a place where she might litter. When her request was granted, she besought permission to rear her puppies in the same spot. The shepherd again consented. But at last, the bitch, protected by the bodyguard of her whelps, who had now grown up and were able to defend themselves, asserted her exclusive right to the place and would not permit the shepherd to approach. 262. The Dogs and the Hides Some dogs famished with hunger, saw a number of cowhides steeping in a river. Not being able to reach them, they agreed to drink up the river, but it happened that they burst themselves with drinking long before they reached the hides. Attempt not impossibilities. 263 the shepherd and the sheep a shepherd driving his sheep to a wood saw an oak of unusual size full of acorns and spreading his cloak under the branches he climbed up into the tree and shook them down the sheep eating the acorns inadvertently frayed and tore the cloak when the shepherd came down and saw what was done he said, Oh, you most ungrateful creatures! You provide wool to make garments for all other men, but you destroy the clothes of him who feeds you. 264. The Grasshopper and the Owl An owl, accustomed to feed at night and to sleep during the day, was greatly disturbed by the noise of a grasshopper and earnestly besought her to stop chirping. The grasshopper refused to desist, and chirp louder and louder the more the owl entreated. When she saw that she could get no redress, and that her words were despised, the owl attacked the chatterer by a stratagem. Since I cannot sleep, she said, on account of your song, which, believe me, is sweet as the lyre of Apollo, I shall indulge myself in drinking some nectar which Pallas lately gave me. If you do not dislike it, come to me, and we will drink it together. The grasshopper, who was thirsty, and pleased with the praise of her voice, eagerly flew up. The owl came forth from her hollow, seized her, and put her to death. 265. The Monkey and the Camel The B 
beasts of the forest gave a splendid entertainment at which the monkey stood up and danced having vastly delighted the assembly he sat down amidst universal applause the camel envious of the praises bestowed on the monkey and desiring to divert to himself the favor of the guests proposed to stand up in his turn and dance for their amusement he moved about in so utterly ridiculous a manner that the beasts in a fit of indignation set upon him with clubs and drove him out of the assembly it is absurd to ape our betters Two hundred sixty-six, the peasant and the apple tree. A peasant had in his garden an apple tree, which bore no fruit, but only served as a harbor for the sparrows and grasshoppers. He resolved to cut it down, and taking his axe in his hand, made a bold stroke at its roots. The grasshoppers and sparrows entreated him not to cut down the tree that sheltered them, but to spare it, and they would sing to him and lighten his labors. He paid no attention to their request, but gave the tree a second and a third blow with his axe. When he reached the hollow of the tree, he found a hive full of honey. Having tasted the honeycomb, he threw down his axe, and looking on the tree as sacred, took great care of it. Self-interest alone moves some men. 267. The Two Soldiers and the Robber Two soldiers, traveling together, were set upon by a robber. The one fled away, the other stood his ground, and defended himself with his stout right hand. The robber, being slain, the timid companion ran up and drew his sword, and then, throwing back his traveling cloak, said, I'll at him, and I'll take care he shall learn whom he has attacked. On this, he who had fought with the robber made answer, I only wish that you would help me just now, even if it had been only with those words, for I should have been the more encouraged, believing them to be true. But now put up your sword in its sheath, and hold your equally useless tongue, so you can deceive others who do not know you. I, indeed, who have experienced with what speed you run away, know right well that no dependence can be placed on your valor. 268. The Trees Under the Protection of the Gods The gods, according to an ancient legend, made choice of certain trees to be under their special protection. Jupiter chose the oak, Venus the myrtle, Apollo the laurel, Sibyl the pine, and Hercules the poplar. Minerva, wondering why they had preferred trees not yielding fruit, inquired the reason for their choice. Jupiter replied, 
it is lest we should seem to covet the honor for the fruit. But said Minerva, Let anyone say what he will, the olive is more dear to the olive is more dear to me on account of its fruit. Then, said Jupiter, my daughter, you are rightly called wise, for unless we do what is useful, the glory of it is vain. 269. The Mother and the Wolf A famished wolf was prowling about in the morning in search of food. As he passed the door of a cottage built in the forest, he heard a mother say to her child, Be quiet, or I will throw you out of the window, and the wolf shall eat you. The wolf sat all day waiting at the door. In the evening, he heard the same woman fondling her child and saying, You are quiet now, and if the wolf should come, we will kill him. The wolf, hearing these words, went home, gasping with cold and hunger. When he reached his den, Mistress Wolf inquired of him why he returned wearied and supperless, so contrary to his wont. He replied, Why, forsooth, because I gave credence to the words of a woman. 270. The Ass and the Horse An ass besought a horse to spare him a small portion of his feed. Yes, said the horse, if any remains out of what I am now eating, I will give it to you for the sake of my own superior dignity. And if you will come when I reach my own stall in the evening, I will give you a little sack full of barley. The ass replied, Thank you, but I can't think that you, who refuse me a little matter now, will by and by confer on me a greater benefit. 271. Truth and the Traveler A wayfaring man, traveling in the desert, met a woman standing alone and terribly dejected. He inquired of her, Who art thou? My name is Truth, she replied. And for what cause, he asked, have you left the city to dwell alone here in the wilderness? She made answer, Because in former times falsehood was with few, but is now with all men. 272. The Man-Slayer A man committed a murder, and was pursued by the relations of the man whom he murdered. On his reaching the river Nile, he saw a lion on its bank, and, being fearfully afraid, climbed up a tree. He found a serpent in the upper branches of the tree, and again being greatly alarmed, he threw himself into the river, where a crocodile caught him and ate him. Thus the earth, the air, and the water alike refused shelter to a murderer. 
The Lion and the Fox A fox entered into partnership with a lion on the pretense of becoming his servant. Each undertook his proper duty in accordance with his own nature and powers. The fox discovered and pointed out the prey. The lion sprang on it and seized it. The fox soon became jealous of the lion carrying off the lion's share, and said that he would no longer find out the prey, but would capture it on his own account. The next day he attempted to snatch a lamb from the fold, but he himself fell prey to the huntsmen and hounds. 274. The Lion and the Eagle An eagle stayed his flight and entreated a lion to make an alliance with him to their mutual advantage. The lion replied, I have no objection, but you must excuse me for requiring you to find surety for your good faith, for how can I trust anyone as a friend who is able to fly away from his bargain whenever he pleases? Try before you trust. 275. The Hen and the Swallow a hen, finding the eggs of a viper, and carefully keeping them warm, nourished them into life. A swallow, observing what she had done, said, You silly creature! Why have you hatched these vipers, which, when they shall have grown, will inflict injury on all, beginning with yourself? 276. The Buffoon and the countryman. A rich nobleman once opened the theatres without charge to the people, and gave a public notice that he would handsomely reward any person who invented a new amusement for the occasion. Various public performers contended for the prize. Among them came a buffoon, well known among the populace for his jokes, and said that he had a kind of entertainment which had never been brought out on any stage before. This report, being spread about, made a great stir, and the theatre was crowded in every part. The buffoon appeared alone upon the platform, without any apparatus or confederates, and the very sense of expectation caused an intense silence. He suddenly bent his head towards his bosom, and imitated the squeaking of a little pig so admirably with his voice that the audience declared he had a porker under his cloak, and demanded that it should be taken out. When that was done, and nothing was found, they cheered the actor, and loaded him with the loudest applause. A countryman in the crowd observing all that has passed, said, So help me, Hercules, he shall not beat me at that trick, and at once proclaimed that he would do the same thing on the next day, though in a much more natural way. On the morrow, 
a still larger crowd assembled in the theatre but now partiality for their favorite actor very generally prevailed and the audience came rather to ridicule the countryman than to see the spectacle both of the performers appeared on stage a buffoon grunted and squeaked away first and obtained as on the preceding day the applause and cheers of the spectators next the countryman commenced and pretending that he concealed a little pig beneath his clothes which in truth he did but not suspected by the audience contrived to take hold of and to pull his ear causing the pig to squeak the crowd however cried out with one consent that the buffoon had given a far more exact imitation and clamored for the countryman to be kicked out of the theatre on this the rustic produced the little pig from his cloak and showed by the most positive proof the greatness of their mistake look here he said this shows what sort of judges you are 277. The Crow and the Serpent A crow, in great want of food, saw a serpent asleep in a sunny nook, and, flying down, greedily seized him. The serpent, turning about, bit the crow with a mortal wound. In the agony of death, the bird exclaimed, O oh, unhappy me, who have found in that which I deemed a happy windfall the source of my destruction. 278. The Hunter and the Horseman A certain hunter, having snared a hare, placed it upon his shoulders and set out homewards. On his way, he met a man on horseback who begged the hare of him under the pretense of purchasing it. However, when the horseman got the hare, he rode off as fast as he could. The hunter ran after him as if he was sure of overtaking him, but the horseman increased more and more the distance between them. The hunter, sorely against his will, called out to him and said, Get along with you, for I will now make you a present of the hare. 279. The King's Son and the Painted Lion A king, whose only son was fond of martial exercises, had a dream in which he was warned that his son would be killed by a lion. Afraid that the dream should prove true, he built for his son a pleasant palace and adorned its walls for his amusement with all kinds of life-sized animals, among which was the picture of a lion. When the young prince saw this, his grief at being thus confined burst out afresh, and standing near the lion he said, O oh, you most detestable of animals, through a lying dream of my father's, which he saw in his sleep, I am shut up on your account in this palace, as if I had been a girl. What shall I now do to you? With these words, he stretched out his hands toward a thorn-tree, 
meaning to cut a stick from its branches so that he might meet the lion. But one of the tree's prickles pierced his finger and caused great pain and inflammation, so that the young prince fell down in a fainting fit. A violent fever suddenly set in, from which he died not many days later. We had better bear our troubles bravely than try to escape them. 280. The Cat and Venus A cat fell in love with a handsome young man, and entreated Venus to change her into the form of the woman. Venus consented to her request and transformed her into a beautiful damsel, so that the youth saw her and loved her, and took her home as his bride. While the two were reclining in their chamber, Venus, wishing to discover if the cat in her change of shape had also altered her habits of life, let down a mouse in the middle of the room, the cat, quite forgetting her present condition, started up from the couch and pursued the mouse, wishing to eat it. Venus was much disappointed, and again caused her to return to her former shape. Nature exceeds nurture. End of section 14